Welcome to Success Story, the most useful podcast in the world. I'm your host, Scott D. Clary. The Success Story podcast is part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. The HubSpot Podcast Network is the audio destination for business professionals who seek the best education and inspiration on how to grow a business. HubSpot Podcast Network hosts act as on-demand mentors to entrepreneurs, startups, and scale-ups through practical tips and inspirational stories. Listen, learn, and grow with the HubSpot Podcast Network at HubSpot.com slash podcast network. Today, I am going to break down the story of OnePlus, how in just a few short years, with a dream and $300, they became a premium smartphone brand that competes with the likes of Apple and Samsung globally. I'm going to walk through their origin story. I'm going to speak about the founders, where they came from, as well as some of the strategies that they've used to become a top premium smartphone brand and now compete with Apple and Samsung on a global scale. This is a business case study. This is OnePlus's growth story. So let's be honest, you don't have to be big to make a big splash. This has been a common theme in startups. The story of OnePlus is no different. This OnePlus is an electronics company that started in 2013 with $300 and a dream. And it sounds like the typical startup story, but OnePlus took it a step further and is now one of the most notable premium smartphone brands in the world. OnePlus saw an enormous opportunity in the high-priced premium smartphone market. They created a high-end smartphone with no compromises and started by offering their device at half the price of other premium smartphones. They adopted the slogan, never settle, which is still used today by all the handsets that they produced, indicating that they would never settle for less when it came to the quality of their products. So just take a second and think about that. They were putting out the premium products, top grade, top shelf, never settle is their slogan, yet they're selling them at half price. They went from zero to hero in a matter of a year and became the fastest growing Android device company. But let's pause there. Let's take it back to the early days, early years. Let's talk about the founders. Where do they come from? So the story of OnePlus starts in 2008. In 2008, the founder, Pete Lau, who was the co-founder of OnePlus, left his job in Google's engineering department to start Oppo Electronics. It began as an ODM or original design manufacturing that primarily made devices for other brands in China and eventually founded its own company, OnePlus. OnePlus was also co-founded by Carl Pei and is a subsidiary of BBK Electronics along with Vivo, Realme, and IQOO. The first ever product they brought to market was dubbed the flagship killer, meaning that it was the killer of all other brands' flagship premium top-of-the-line phone. They called it The One. The company wanted to make a statement. They wanted to attract the attention of tech buffs and professionals looking to buy smartphones in high-end markets like North America and Europe. And obviously, if we fast forward to today, the strategy worked because now they are one of the premium smartphone brands. But how did they actually get there? So how did OnePlus become who they are today? They had a great concept. They put out a great product. But even though the phone was not available worldwide, people still took notice. So what made them different? Let's 
break down the components of the one plus strategy that truly contributed to the company's success. So first was the affordability of the phone. I touched on this briefly, but one of the main features that made OnePlus so unique was its ability to offer high-end specs at a much lower price point than any other smartphones out there, especially with the feature sets that these phones had. Users were impressed with the quality of the photos it could produce and its sleek design, as well as the fact that it was just a well-built, well-manufactured, felt-good-in-your-hand device. And besides that it had all of the features of all the other premium flagship model smartphones, it was being offered at half the price compared to all other of smartphones, and that became a central selling point for potential customers. So they hit the market with a great product. They didn't just try and win on price, but then they also won on price. So remember, you will never win a market over by introducing a shitty product at a shitty price or a lower price. People will eventually still want a premium offering. But if you can find a way to navigate the margin that is the other company's profit margin by introducing a premium product and then reducing that price, maybe you take less profit margin on that sale, but that is an opportunity for you to win over the market. This is the same strategy that Amazon did, by the way. Jeff Bezos is famous for quoting, and I may misquote slightly, but it's along the lines of, your profit margin is my opportunity. So Jeff Bezos took a quality premium product to market, aka the same product that other people were selling with the same features or to the same standard. And what he was doing was he was taking less profit margin. Okay, fine. You're not going to make as much money on every single sale, but you dominate the market that way. The second thing that really pushed OnePlus to the top, along with the great value, they lowered the price point. They still offered a premium product is social media. Well, actually, let's bring it back. They had a ton of really creative marketing strategies. They are very well known for unique advertising tactics, such as social media, viral, guerrilla marketing. They created a lot of word of mouth buzz around the product. And that's also, of course, helped with their success. So let's talk about some of their marketing strategies. So social media was one. Uh, they were very active on social media from the get-go. They constantly shared news about upcoming products, features, releases. They created contests with giveaways for fans, like free tickets to concerts. They did things that maybe some smartphone companies were doing, but they doubled down on these things. And they were really generous to their customers. They created a community and an incredibly loyal fan base. They also kept launching marketing campaigns. So one of the campaigns that they launched was called Smash the Past, where selected participants were asked to destroy their existing phones while being recorded to buy a OnePlus smartphone for only a dollar. No other company did this. This was viral. This was shock value. And this was highly shareable, entertaining content. On top of that, it got people to convert to the OnePlus phone. Earlier on in their business life cycle, they also created an invitation system where someone would need to have an invitation. So they created, I've spoken about FOMO a lot, but that someone had to have an invitation to buy one of their phones. This helped them manage the massive demand for their phones and gave their brand an exclusive vibe. You see this with a lot of luxury retailers. Another thing that they did, another campaign that they ran was VR or virtual reality events. So they opted for a virtual reality launch event. And this also placed them on the map as the world's first virtual reality shopping experience. So let's just break, let's just recap quickly. They had a viral social campaign. They had a smash the past where it's a shock value. They built in FOMO and exclusivity. And then they also leveraged emerging trends and technologies with virtual reality. Another marketing strategy they used, and you've seen this a lot, I've spoken about these types of programs a lot, were brand ambassadors and partners 
partnerships. So India is one of the countries that contributed to the majority of OnePlus sales. The company collaborated with well-known singers and actors in India to endorse their smartphones. So this is Influencer Marketing 101. They also worked with famous ambassadors such as Robert Downey Jr. and brands like Hasselblad. Uh, this further helped boost sales for the company. So if you can find an influencer that really has a connection with your target market, it definitely helps. And keep in mind, I want to point out something. So they used influencer marketing plus, you know, all the other things I just mentioned, but they didn't just use one of these things. They tried and tested and they used a multitude of different strategies to bring a product to market. So one thing that I'm not a huge fan of is when somebody says, oh, influencer marketing works or, oh, creating FOMO or exclusivity around a product works or, oh, let's do some sort of viral ad campaign or something along those lines. All of those work. In marketing, a lot of stuff works. It's about finding the right mix. It's about trying different things and testing and then just doubling down on the things that have the best result. And that's what they did very well. Now, beyond marketing, something that they did well as a company, not marketing related, but still very important, was to focus on user feedback. They, Any company that is successful, you'll notice a common thread again. I feel like I'm just putting myself on, on repeat with some of these past uh, case studies, but any company that's truly successful, you'll notice that they have an obsession with customer feedback and they find a way to build customer feedback into their communication cadence with customers or into their product updates or into the product itself. I've spoken about some products that actually have customer feedback built into the software. But OnePlus had an excellent track record of listening to customer feedback. OnePlus was always looking for ways to improve their smartphones. They regularly sent out updates that fixed various bugs on their smartphones and improved the overall experience based on direct feedback from their customers. They did not wait for a major release. If there was a problem, they fixed it ASAP. They were response, they were proactive rather. They were not reactive. They want their devices to be known as a premium quality phone, being on par with iPhones or Samsung, but at a much lower price point. And they achieved that by making sure that if there was anything that could potentially go wrong with their phones, they were on it. They also focused on the continuous upgrading of their phone features. So not just fixing the problems or just being very engaged and building a feedback loop with their community, they were always upgrading features so they had top of the line everything. So they continue perfecting their products, adding new features like fingerprint readers or USB-C ports in later models. In addition, in 2016, OnePlus started producing phones designed specifically for virtual reality, something that nobody else was doing, building on top of existing technology found in the most high-end devices such as Google Cardboard or Samsung Gear VR headsets. The latest model from OnePlus, uh, this was released in 2021, is called the Nord 2, and it has a unique feature called Smart Skin that automatically adjusts the phone settings to suit your current needs. They also have pioneered next-generation 5G in countries such as UK and Finland. So they are trying to be the market leaders in new features. They are not trying to copy what the next iPhone puts out into the market or the next Samsung device puts out into the market. They are trying to lead the way and come up with features that other companies haven't even explored yet. So in closing, what can we learn from OnePlus's rise to fame, incredible success in such a short period of time? Well, number one, build a solid customer base. It takes time and patience to build up your loyal customers who will help you stay afloat even if something goes wrong. The company has been through multiple controversies over the past few years that could have brought them down. However, they could resolve these issues quickly because of that customer 
that loyal customer base and that feedback loop that they created to constantly communicate with customers. And that's why they continue on an upward slope today. That's why they continue on an upward, upward trend. And that is why they're still competing as one of the top premium smartphone brands. Second would be listen to your customers. So of course, to build a loyal customer base, you have to listen to your customers. So companies always have to be open about their development, their product roadmap, listen to feedback of those who have purchased the product. OnePlus engages with its consumers through social media. They're highly active. It helps them build a strong community around the brand itself, even before they launch other initiatives. And again, because there was some controversies and there was some problems with the phones, having that loyal community, plus having that feedback loop built into your company. So you're always listening to your customers, does nothing but help you rectify problems quickly. And then of course, that leads to long-term success and of course, loyalty and community uh, that you need to have with with your customers if you want to, if you want to succeed as a company in 2021. Build relationships with influential people and companies. So work together, collaborate. This is something that OnePlus did as well. So they worked together with a lot of partner companies. They were also working with influencers on social media, partnering up for events or marketing strategies, uh, sharing sales channels. Uh, By joining forces as a startup, you give yourself access to a bigger audience that will bring more value to your business. So you don't have to go at it alone. You can find lots of partners, vendors through business development, influencer channels. There's a, a million and one types of partnerships that you can strike up as a brand, as a startup. So leverage those so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Uh, And then the last lesson would be be unique, but not too weird. So the key here is balance. So try and stand out from the crowd without going too far. So OnePlus has successfully developed a unique brand, but it is not seen as too much of an outlier by most of its customers. It is easy to attract new customers because they have some unique features, but it's also easy to retain those that have bought previous versions of their device because they don't look outwards and they don't see OnePlus as something that is too far from what the other options, other smartphone options are. So they're unique, but they're not so unique that they're going to turn somebody off if they've only ever used an iPhone or a Samsung or any other smartphone device. So in conclusion, OnePlus started from the bottom, built its way up very quickly. The company is now a top competitor in a very short period of time in comparison to the other players in smartphones, in phones. And they are selling premium smartphones around the globe. OnePlus is a prime example of how brands should pay close attention to what their customers actually want. And if they do that, then they can massively expedite their growth. By observing what the market needs and drawing ideas from the customers, OnePlus became one of the companies to beat. They have accomplished something spectacular in an extremely short period of time. And it will be exciting to see how they compete with the behemoths of the smartphone industry in the next few years. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there, juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it. Each 
with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash That's netsuite.com slash Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards, and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. I tried LinkedIn Jobs and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information, but Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone, and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. 
They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch U.S.-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. 